What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of the Brandon Janu Show. As you already know, I am Brandon Janu. And like always, man, on all audio podcast platforms everywhere, as Brandon Janu Show, sometimes it's together, sometimes you might have to separate it, but at the same time, it's still a Brandon Janu Show. J A N E A U Show. That's my last name. So you can literally see it in the graphic. It literally is in my background. But, uh, Always, always on social media platforms um, is Brandon Janu Show as well. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I do have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. Uh, it's just more sort of laugh at shit. <laughs> this is the laugh at the, the crazy shit that's going on in this world. I, I need a good laugh, and at uh, and Twitter, Twitter is just the best. Um, and more importantly than that, man, more importantly. If you follow me on all social media platforms, you know. If you follow me on all audio platforms, you know I have a YouTube channel, Brandon Janu Show. Thank you to everybody that's been following, subscribing, viewing, everything. Man, I appreciate you guys. Uh, we doing. I'm doing pretty well. Thanks to all you guys, so I appreciate it. Um, so let's get into it. <sighs> Wrestling life, man. Oh my God. So. There's a few things that have been said today. Um, uh, one thing is this. Vince McMahon is reportedly, um, according to Nick Khan, so take that shit with a grain of fucking salt. Uh, so Nick Khan had, went on some interview and did an interview somewhere and said that... Uh, Everybody was just received an email pretty much stating that Triple H is the head of creative. He is the chief uh, creative content. He is the guy. He will be the man overseeing it. And that Vince will have some input, not, not a lot, but if he feels strongly about something, he will have input. I saw a report today on Bleacher Report that says he got an email. That was an email that said, and maybe you follow, like I do, on Bleacher Report. Their email, they said it was an email sent saying Vince is not supposed to be a part of creative at all. And it's all Triple H. He's so creative, you know, content. Uh, what do I think about this? What do, what do I really feel about this? I want Vince to not touch creative. <laughs> That's that simple. I just feel like if he is really trying to build his company, he's really trying to expand his company, if he really is trying to help his company, he would understand that he doesn't fit his ideas, his thoughts, his Vince mindset doesn't fit modern wrestling. Vince's mindset is Let's push. Let's push Austin Theory, even though Austin Theory can't get over on his own. He cannot. He, you literally went and put Austin Theory in a WrestleMania match against John Cena, and he still couldn't get over. It, it just it's shit like that. Like his thought process is Austin Theory is the future of WWE. Which let's be. I'm, I'm gonna tell you some real shit. Austin Theory is an entertainer. That is why Vince loved him. Austin Theory is an entertainer. When you see Austin Theory, Vince rather have 10 years of that 
didn't actually have 20 years of a Johnny Gargano or a Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa or a Kevin Owens, a Sami Zayn, a AJ Styles, a Seth Rollins. He'd rather have a 10-year guy that's going to expand the horizons when he finally hits the peak like John Cena, like The Rock. But WWE will always be sad, like Roman Reigns. When you hear them say he's a like a Vince guy, he's thinking of the dollar signs outside of WWE that's always going to have eyes drawn back to WWE, which is great. But the problem with that is that you have real solid wrestlers in the in the building that actually can carry your company, but you don't see it. That's where it gets fucked up because it's like. You're pushing guys that the fans really can tell you we don't want to see. And I've seen people try to defend this shit and go back and forth with it. Don't get these last three years twisted. Roman Reigns was a fucking failed experiment. Let's get that shit out the way. Don't get these three fucking years twisted. Cody Rose was right. It's, you only have been successful for three fucking years. For, so for eight years, you've been a fucking failure. That is actually fact. People now want to be like, no, it wasn't. Yes, the fuck it is. It's a fact that last three years, if Roman would have never went into the pan, if the pandemic pandemic never happens, Roman goes against Russell, goes to WrestleMania 37, 36, night two, I'm assuming, uh, night one, and fights Goldberg for the Universal Championship, and he beats him. Roman still doesn't get over. There's still no pop. There's nothing that you liked about the guy. The pandemic probably was the best thing that happened for Roman's career because he couldn't go because of his own health problems. But more importantly, it made WWE have to switch course with him. But let's not get this twisted. What Cody said was true. For three, don't get it twisted. For three years, yes, Roman is what the WWE was supposed That is the guy. That is te- definitely the guy. No matter how I feel about him keeping the titles, he's the guy. I will easily tell you he's the guy. But let's not get this shit twisted. For eight fucking years up until this point, w- fans, WWE fans, you can lie, but let's be real. A lot of fans did not fuck with Roman Reigns. It got worse when he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 33. Now, if Undertaker probably, I've been on record and said, if Undertaker probably would have retired right then and there, it would have been like, okay, you know what? He 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 he, he retired Undertaker. But since he didn't, it got worse. And I feel like that is just what it is. And But in, going back into the Vince shit, Vince was pushing Roman so fucking much that fans revolted. Fans just was like, dude, we're not going to cheer for this dude just because you tell us to. And it makes me think about how how easy it is for wrestlers to get over now than what Vince was in charge. Like, let's be real. L.A. Knight, when Vince was in charge, was a manager. He didn't even think the man could wrestle. He didn't even want him in a ring. Told him to be a fucking manager. He was what he was. Uh, Max uh, Dupree. 
the fuck? LA Knight now is the biggest fucking attraction in WWE. One of the biggest attractions. Every time this man touches the, the fucking screen, you hear the connection that he has with the fan base, which I want to see where he particularly goes. Because if he goes to Raw, that's going to be interesting in his draft. But LA Knight's rise to fan, rise, you got to realize LA Knight might have just got over recently. He didn't get back to being LA Knight until Triple H took a charge. And that was like, what? Survivor Series? Like, around Survivor Series? Like, because Triple H took over in like August. So September, October, that's when LA Knight kind of became, went back to LA Knight. Like, you got to put that shit to perspective, man. That's crazy. And a lot of people that might not have watched NXT, you saw you didn't really see him a lot. So for him to get over in a WWE like he has, it's kind of obvious. Like, that's what, in other words, LA Knight became organically over. Whereas for some people, and we hear the stories, if you're a wrestling fan, you know how this goes. The brass ring, right? You got to get yourself over. That's what they say, right? But yet, when you get yourself over, like a Rusev Day or like Daniel Bryan or CM Punk, when you get yourself over, they do everything in their power to kill it. And it's like, because they don't want you to cheer for that person. They want you to cheer for this person. And it feels like that's kind of what this is. With Vince in creative control, that's what you are. You are an entertainer. That's what you of always. That's what you literally preface your company on to the point where people can't even say they're wrestlers anymore. And that's what the craziest thing is. What gets me into this situation where, if this is true and it holds up, Triple H needs to be the head of creative, and he needs to stay that way. Vince want to give his Vince want to give his input. I don't care, but as long as it doesn't overshadow what the real storylines and what the true thought process of of what Triple H is trying to create and do, as long as it doesn't overshadow it, I'm all for it. Do your inputs, but don't get to the point where you were running raw at the WrestleMania, because once we get into that type of territory. Now I'm tuning the fuck out on it, and I don't want to ever see it again. And that's hard for me to say as a wrestling fan. Get into that. I said it earlier, uh, the draft is officially here, and I talked about it a little bit, but the draft is finally here. And they have, I think, officially announced the dates of when the draft is. And the draft is very important because now we can officially see uh, – What's going to happen in the next couple of weeks? Because WWE also changed a prime live event. I got to say it like that. A prime live event. So there was supposed to be the king and queen of the ring tournament taking place in Saudi Arabia uh, this May, May 27th. And they changed it yesterday from the king and queen of the ring tournament to night of champions. And this is very significant into the draft, but also to what I've always said, and that is 
eventually Roman Reigns will have to have a double title match. That is no way in hell you do not give this man a double title match. Because he's got two fucking belts. It doesn't make any sense for him to have a one match against one person for two belts. And I get the situation. People are going to say, well, he's the universal undisputed. You're still carrying two belts. If it was one belt, okay, cool. But the fact that you're carrying two titles, it just looks stupid. For the duration you've had it, too. It just There's been so many people that have been superstars around this time that should get a shot, and there's never... Here's the thing. When Seth Rollins fought Roman Reigns, so Roman Reigns was just the universal champion. That is the last time Seth Rollins fought Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was the universal champion. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't understand that. But the draft is coming. I think it says May 8th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. What do I think is going to happen? I think you're going to split the titles. You have to. Um, and not just the WWE Championship and the Universal. The tag teams, too. And I know people are going to sit there and say, well, you can't just have Kevin and Sammy win the titles and then split the titles. Yes, the fuck we can. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Um, Listen, this is what I think should happen. I think... I think the Uso should be Kevin and Sammy on SmackDown. Uh, I think they should beat them. I think they should get the titles back. I think they should go to Saudi. And I think then that's where you end the bloodline storyline. Because Roman will have officially, officially hit a thousand days with the Universal Championships. The Universal title. Which now you've got your history. We can move the fuck on. Now, this is where I think it's going to be interesting. I think Roman should actually win the universe, keep the t- universal title because I don't see anybody beating him. I don't see anybody that I really am like, yeah, he can beat him. And on SmackDown, I just don't. Outside of LA Knight, but LA Knight's not ready yet for that, that type of energy to beat a guy, which even though I really like LA Knight, I just don't think he's there just yet. Now, depending on how the draft particularly sets up, I think Seth, but I want Seth to actually win the title. So I would not even say Seth. I would say somebody that you know can can maybe Bobby Lashley. You put Bobby Lashley against uh, Roman Reigns and let him lose for the Universal Championship. Now this is what I would do. This is how I would pretty much set this up perfectly. I would still do the King and Queen of the Ring. I still do the tournament, but I would say the winner of the King and Queen of the Ring will get a title match against. I'm assuming Bianca's going to fight Eo Sky at Backlash. So the winner of the Queen of the Ring gets Bianca Belair at uh, Night of Champions. And the winner of the men's, the winner of the King of the Ring will get uh, Roman for the Universal Championship. Now, because of the WWE Championship, who do you think, who do you think I would probably say? And you're right, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is definitely the person that should fight Roman for the WWE Championship. That's the belt that he actually wants. And I think it would be smart on WWE's part to just give him the fucking title, bro. Like, 
I get people that want to say he needs adversity and he needs to lose and he needs to go through all this bullshit. Fuck what you're talking about, man. His adversity, I've been on here and said this shit. His adversity is the fact that he had to leave the company. The fact that he stopped wrestling, he thought that he would never wrestle again when he left. The company broke, the wrestling broke his heart. That is the adversity. I don't know why the fuck people keep saying he needs adversity. His adversity has been he thought he was supposed to be the man, and he never became the man the first time around in WWE to the point where he couldn't even look himself in the mirror as a wrestler and do it anymore, that he got fired from the company that his dad was still a part of, by the way. That is the adversity. Why the fuck are you sitting there saying he needs to lose a bunch of times? What the fuck is and here's the thing. This is how stupid this shit sounds. Y'all are mad, Cody. Y'all are mad that Cody didn't have any adversity, but yet you are pissed off right now that LA Knight keeps losing. LA Knight needs to lose. We need to understand. Like, LA Knight needs to lose. So when he wins, it's important. It's big. Cody should have just won. That's the difference. Cody is obviously already there. He can carry the company. That's what you wanted to see. He can carry the company. If Roman is to disappear today or tomorrow, who could carry the company? Cody fucking Rhodes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes, we did. You just want to bullshit. You want to fuck around. You want to act like this shit is something. And this is the thing. I think Cody beats Brock. He needs to beat Brock at Backlash. If he beats Brock at Backlash, he needs to get a rematch. Because there is nobody else to fight Cody for the fucking right to fight Roman Reigns for a title match. Other than set, but he's beat set three times. So what the fuck was the point of that? So I really do believe it's got to be Roman versus Cody for the WWE Championship. And you got to find some, I don't want to say a jabber, but you got to find somebody to fight Roman for the Universal Championship. Like Bobby Lashley. I think Bobby Lashley would give Roman a pretty, a pretty tough fight. Or maybe a return to AJ Styles. I don't know. But uh, maybe Matt Riddle? Maybe Matt Riddle? I don't know. But I will have the King of the Ring win. And if the winner wins the King of the Ring, you get Roman Reigns at Night of Champions for the Universal Championship. And Cody Rhodes gets the WWE Championship match. And Cody beats Roman in the second match. He beats him, takes the title. Uh, And now people probably say, why you don't just take the title, take both titles off of Roman? Because you need an angle going into SummerSlam. Now, this is what I think you should. And if you are also in the mindset of why don't just take the title off of Roman, right? Take both titles off of Roman. Jay has got to screw Roman at Night of Champions. And that's why I say we kind of, you kind of need, you know, an angle. So you take the titles off of Roman, right, and not of champions, then that kind of leaves you with the, the – the, because here's the thing. Paul Heyman is starting to put that out there, that the Usos lose to Sammy and Kevin. It's a problem. So that's why I also think they're going to win. And they're going to win. They're going to go to night of champions, and then they're going to lose both matches. They're going to lose both titles and night of champions. Raw's going to get their titles. SmackDown's going to get their tag team titles. And then – and then – Roman's going to be so pissed that they lost both matches that he's going to just flip on them. But he's going to prompt Jay to screw Roman. And I think that if that is the case, then yeah, he should lose both matches. But, but I think 
you don't let him use the Universal. You probably let him lose the WWE Championship. This draft, though, to me, is going to be interesting because I don't know what's going to happen particularly. There's a lot of news going on with WWE, particularly with uh, the status of Drew McIntyre maybe leaving the company, maybe not. What do I really think of the situation? I don't fucking know what's going to happen. Do I think Drew is unhappy? Probably, yeah. I mean, you pay attention. Look at his year last year. Let's like, like really dissect his year last year. The man at WrestleMania 38 had to fight fucking Baron Corbin. At the at the opening WrestleMania 37, night one for the WWE Championship, and that's the going coming off the year where he actually beat Brock Lesnar in night two for WrestleMania 36 and became the WWE Champion. This man carried the entire company in the pandemic with Roman. Like, it, like the man deserves more of the the load than he has been given. And then go, like I said, go into 2022 where he fights Baron Corbin, beats him. But then you have to look at how the shit kind of went for him. They teased Roman and Drew at the beginning. At after WrestleMania, they teased Roman and Drew. I think they're going to give us the match soon. They don't, but they give us RK Bro and Drew McIntyre versus the Bloodline, which they lost. And you don't see Drew and Roman don't fight until September. So if Roman had been gone, Roman had fought Logan Paul. He fought Brock a couple fucking times. Like, and you probably in your head, like, what the, what the fuck? Like, like, what am I, like, and, and you're thinking that shit, and you're like, what the? When am I going to get my shot? Like, and he fights him in September, and then he gets screwed, and he never gets another title match. So I can understand the frustration. <laughs> I can easily understand the frustration. And not only that, you don't even get the rematch, and you got screwed, and you don't get the rematch. They completely move the fuck off of you and go into the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn bloodline storyline, which is great. But Drew was kind of in like no man's land. He had to fight Karrion Cross, which that rivalry didn't live up to what it could have been. And then you kind of put him in a team with Sheamus, and they never could capture the tag team titles. It was just like, what the fuck is this? And and like I like I said, I think me personally, I would have Sheamus should have beat Gunther at Clash of the Castle if this is the way you was gonna continue to push it. But for me personally. I think Drew should have won the IC championship. Now, he could be just turning heel because at WrestleMania you heard a lot of people booing him when he kept screwing, kept keeping Sheamus from winning the IC championship. So that could be a real thing. I would not be surprised if he does turn heel. The thing about it is he's got to go to Raw. I think it's time that SmackDown has kind of run his course. And if that is the case, I'd like to see what he can do at Raw. And I hope he brings back the, uh, the Scottish Psychopath. I think it'd be a great gimmick to, to have right now for him because Raw doesn't really have that. And especially if Cody could win the title, him versus Cody in a feud. And I know people say, well, that's too early to just screw Cody at the titles, at the title. I'm not saying Drew got to win it, but I think if you show Drew, like, no, we're not going to just let you walk free. We're going to actually do something with you. And maybe... He gets the U.S. championship. Yeah, I think he just needs a title, man. He needs a title. 
And I think after he gets the title and he runs with it and he puts on classic banger after banger after banger of matches, this is a different conversation. And I think that's where uh, this gets a little bit interesting because, like you said, it, it's, it's really it's his creative control. And, of course, money is always going to play a factor. But I think him not knowing what the fuck is going to happen with his creative is very scary. And I think that's a bad that's bad on WWE's part. Um, you can't let that man just walk. You can't. Um, all in all, man, I'm looking forward <laughs> to what this draft is going to be. Um, WWE's product is, 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 is there. <laughs> it's there. Um, and right now, man, events don't fuck it up, man. We're good. As wrestling fans. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't really do a lot of AEW shit, but I talk about this. CM Punk could be coming back at... Uh, CM Punk could be coming back soon. What do I think is going to happen? I think... I think him coming back into the company will help it on the, the front end. Like, will we get the chance to see? I think CM Punk coming back to the company is going to help it become back into the conversation of, because now it feels back into like this indie kind of production or shit that's so-called the best thing that could. But with CM Punk, it feels like a legitimate company because CM Punk brings the eyeballs. What I think is going to happen is that that shit not going to last. The peace and the harmony is not going to last. I just don't see it because... Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are gonna probably leave, regardless. I don't think it's anything that 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 AEW really could do. I think that they will probably feel some type of way. I think that even if they sit down and have a conversation with 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 um CM Punk and they clear the air, I do think they're gonna still feel some type of way about the fact that they're seeing like the guys that can't. They're going to be seeing like the guys that, that hold grudges and they shouldn't be holding grudges. And it just feels like, well, this is our company. What else are we supposed to do? And yeah, I think they're going to leave, man. I do. I do think they're going to leave. And I think if they do, AEW is going to be fucked. I mean, as much as CM Punk can, can do what he does, there's only so much CM Punk can physically do because, as like I said, again, there's only so much that these dudes can do at AEW. So, uh, I think CM Punk is going to come back. I do. But at the same time, that even though he might come back, I don't think it's going to last forever. I think it might last for a year or two, and then he's going to be back into the headlines of how backstage politics and backstage problems are ticking into AEW again. Uh, because no matter how many times people want to make it this way, AEW is still ran by wrestlers. And that is the thing when you don't have – and I know people are going to say, well, you're, you're complaining about how WWE looks with Vince. As much as I complain about it, to have a figure like Triple H that actually knows wrestling and actually has been a wrestler is a little different than when you are actually an active wrestler and trying to get your push from your own from your own politics that you want to run it off. So I think it's going to be interesting how that looks. But I think CM Punk is going to come back to AEW. It's going to blow the roof off the place. And then I'm going to settle in for the next couple of months to see what happens because I don't think CM Punk is going to last in AEW forever. I don't.
Eyeballs to the sack, of course. Yes, it will be. And I will be one of them. But I also know some punk is a fucking handful. And there's a lot of people that don't want to deal with that shit. Including your executive vice presidents of their fucking company. So, that's my take on it. Hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm Brandon Janu. Peace.